Welcome to us having a noodle time. Let's not call it a noodle, but like me saying, hey, let's just noodle. That's not the same as let's have a noodle time. <laughs> but hello and welcome to some bonus episode. Why? Well, because it seems like every other episode I have turned around and said, hey, let's have a bonus. This would make a really good bonus episode topic and we seem to forget about what that topic is we keep going with you know let's just continue the show as is and let's not branch off into bonus content or stuff like that although if you'd like bonus content the more patrons we have right now we are at zero zero is not a good number it's not a number in fact it's actually the placeholder for nothingness it's the portal between positive and negativity that's my bed but so you know let's let's chill out relax smoke them if you've got them we're being very good we have been very well our last our last we last bought cartons last carton bought was may 8th we we we've we've broken down a handful here and there for other things but we've been doing really good what do you mean, we, meatbag? But anyways, no, so let's talk bonus episodes. And we, this might be, you know, multiple bonus episodes or something just to ease Sam up because she has been phenomenal. I just want to say this off the bat. No, this isn't going to be the topic. I'm not just going to, fl- I'm not just going to, you know, fluff you up and be like, you're so amazing for the next half hour, however long we have these. But I do want to say that. Sam is on Notebook 3, and we're talking full, standard size, you know, 200 page. I don't think they're 200 pages. I I don't know. Look at it. It's right next to you. I got one right next to me, too. Oh, I'm sorry. 70 sheets, wide ruled, one subject, spiral notebooks. Just you know, your standard Dollar Tree buy. Yeah. Although, I think we bought these bulk uh, Walmart uh, for 78 cents. Um, no, that was when they were on sale for a nickel. Because I bought a hundred for five bucks. And Frankie is currently lounging on the floor, letting us know that she's here with us. And letting you know she's here with us. Yes. But anyways, I do want to say that Sam has been doing phenomenal. We were on, so we have 140 pages, roughly, let's say they average out to, because she writes front to back, or both sides of the page, I mean. So, <laughs> you know, it, we've... All the stuff you've seen, they are physically handwritten by my stoner wonderful sister. I know I've brought that up before, but it is phenomenal. And the second we get to 100 patrons, I haven't talked to Sam about this, might be cut, she's the one who does the editing. We are actually going to auction off, we are either going to auction off one of the actual notebooks, or we're going to do like PDF printouts of scanned, you know, where you can you can play the home game of what is the stoner writing? And wow, AJ actually deciphered that into a coherent sentence structure. Well, you got to remember though that this is our, our we I label them rough drafts. These are the first drafts of me writing, and I realize that the more I get into it, that like a couple episodes ago, where I completely forgot to put in the. Uh, name? the victim's name in the sentence, and I reread the sentence three times before it dawned on me I forgot her name. 
So here's me putting her name is this because I'm a bad stoner and I put it in there in writing because if I do go back through and rewrite these into full on multi, you know, many page like if you went if you turn if you and this is what I love about our podcast and what I like about this specifically is these are supposed to be quickies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you brought up, uh, I think it was even for the, because I believe that was the lesser one, wasn't it? Yes. With uh, Dorothea Pierce is the person's name you forgot, and I probably will never forget it now. But we, you, you shouted out. Um, true crime, true crime, New England. True crime, New England. And that's ultimately something that I really like is that. You know, because uh, Criminal had episodes on some of the ones we've done. Morbid's yeah. had. Morbid, Criminal, True and, Crime, Garage. Uh, I actually like, I think, uh, I think it might have been True Crime Garage. Because I believe I sent you the uh, Boys on the Track one for them. Yes, I've listened to. Because uh, it was like a three-parter that I really liked. What I what Because I learned things from that, that uh, but I haven't looked at the What case, started so. me into the podcast, looking in podcasts, was the Boys on the Tracks. That that particular case has always been with me since I watched it on Unsolved Mysteries. It is one that it makes no sense, and the cops are hiding shit. And then you actually hear, you know, the people who like do the full deep dives into it, where it's like, you know, here's an hour and a half part one of here's why the fucking medical examiner is fucking. Sorry for the swearing. My mommy doesn't like it when I swear. She told me about that. On, I love that. Okay, this one might actually just turn into us talking about our show for a while. Let's do it. We haven't done it, and you know what? We'll throw this up. It'll be a fun thing for all of y'all people to know when we recorded this. But, um, no, it was uh, uh, The Vampire Rapist, which, for whatever yes. reason, Megan, our wonderful producer, Megan, Retrostat, RSR Studios, I believe is what, or Retrostatic Studios, we're still trying to we're we're still noodling on the name of what we're calling the network, but you know she messages me to be like, uh, I can't even remember what it was. I think it was just on the fact that you know she was listening to it and she was saying how great it felt that we were growing because honestly our first few episodes they are rough they are they us are rough learning and then you get episodes like the thuggy one which I will go on record right now and say. AJ did not want me to actually air that one, guys. So if you enjoyed the Thuggy episode, let us know. And if you thought that we should have fucking Jacques Cousteau that shit, we should have put it in a box, tossed it in the ocean, and fucking just forgot it existed, let us know too. Yes. I would like validation because I felt that I was a little bit more... Unprepared than normal. Unprepared the normal, but that's because you had nothing in that script. There was nothing there, guys. I'm sorry, but we had, but we worked it out. So I had to vamp. But anyway, so I loved the vampire, the, the vampire rapist episode because Megan messaged me to be like, I'm listening to it, you know, I can't believe you guys are talking about what is it like if we actually just bit, bit into a boob, bit into a boob, not like, because, you know. Carries our famous boob biters, <laughs> but like, what it would, would it be like, you know? Because it is a fatty tissue. That's not the point. But the point that that, that but, was, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, while I'm talking to Megan about the episode, 
all of a sudden my mother calls me to explain to me the history and of American Express. And then I had another friend who was my like, my, my best was my wife going. You totally missed out on you know how silicone boob would taste. I'm like, are are you kidding me here? You're not supposed to. I'm like, wait, you you're listening to us? She goes, yeah, I was listening to you today. Oh, okay. Apparently that was just the episode everyone decided to listen to us on because another friend of mine, Lindsay, messages me to be like. Why the hell is it called the vampire rape? Does he rape vampires? <laughs> like, you should actually listen. Finish the episode. I think I make that joke at the end. You do. Because the next thing is, say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> and it, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I like when our episodes, the, uh, there's a lot of episodes we do that they fire on all cylinders. I think works amazingly well. And yet... Those are the ones that we don't get the messages to go ask no, us questions I, I about. I didn't even remember the vampire rapist until my phone popped up saying I was downloading an episode. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, it's Wednesday. By the way, I love our upload schedule because it <laughs> reminds me of what day it is. I have to say I enjoy that myself because I, 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 I like knowing it's Wednesday when I pop up going, oh look, we have us. And then, oh look, we have these people too. Yes, I get multiple updates on Wednesdays. Well, the Wednesday, Tuesdays is retrostatic radio updates. Wednesdays is... K, the K-15 update. And Thursdays or Fridays, I can't even remember what days I picked anymore, are the uh, Reader's History of Comics ones. I think Thursdays. Those are the three current shows out for RSR. Yep. And I listen to, a hist- I listen to Reader's History of Comics to write. And I was able to blow through the finish off the last notebook just with him listening to Guardians of the Galaxies. The original Guardians of the Galaxies. That's not the one with Star Lord. That's the one with Vance Astro. Though Yandu is in it, so that's a fun little thing. That's sad. <laughs> but Sammy said she ran out of drinkies. Yes, yeah, true. I do need. Oh no, I got a Mountain Dew downstairs. But anyways. I've already had two of those today. <laughs> Mountain Dew? Yeah. When I'm at the farm, I can drink the Mountain Dew because Ron... Uh, it's the same sort of thing of why you were drinking it when we were driving down to uh, Tennessee the last time? Yes, where it helps me stay awake. It Coffee keeps me it keeps me level. Well, that's sort of... But Mountain Dew, if we have coffee plus Mountain Dew, I can get... You elevate. I, I elevate. <laughs> well, I'm no, able to focus. something for me is like... I do drink coffee in the morning, but that just locks me into being... Alive. Basically. And then that's why I would have, although I have cut back severely, I admit that I have fallen off the wagon a little bit, helping Dad as much as I have, with drinking Monster. I also got to try uh, The Beast, that new uh, alcoholic one, but it's not It's not it, a Four loco, like it's not. No, no, no. It, it, they taste pretty good. They're not bad. They're not bad. I wish they had caffeine now. I, I also wish that, but I also realized that one unlocks a childhood, uh, like a core memory of wine cooler. Like, yes. Classic, like. Classic. in the faux champagne bottle, you know, fucking late 90s wine coolers. Yes. Yes. But anywho, what were we talking about before that? Uh, oh, right. The, so, yeah, boys on the track. Sorry, let's digress all the way back to. Boys on the Track was actually, because I sent you the, uh, I want to say the uh, 
the Crime Junkie gar- or True Crime Garage. True Crime Garage I listened to on them. Because that was actually the first one that I found out about the cops seeing the boys in a pickup truck or yeah. where they were being hassled by cops. They were being hassled by the cops, like yeah. I think that was True, true Crime Garage. Because that was the first time I ever even heard about that, but I haven't looked into the case and, you know... 10 to 20 years like no it's been a while you know it's been in the back of my mind but only in so far as i know the generals of it right you know how they were gay kids on the track who smoked enough reefer oh my god a nap on a train track and every stoner i know is like but the woods are right there man there's non-graveled Non-bump-ass places to fall asleep if you're that stoned. Yeah, yeah. Especially you, you, you'd go to the grass. I've been stoned enough where I've just laid in the grass going, this is nice, I live here now. Or even, not even the grass, like the floor, the, the leaves on the ground. Yeah. Be squishy, you know, nice for the brain to be like, soft. Is this squishy? Exactly. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand, I never understood why they believe that the kids smoked that much weed that they would be able to sleep through a train. Speaking of, we also do have on our Patreon um, a poll. Uh, was it the first, when we get to 100? Uh, or I was hoping to have it where we would have enough votes to be able to do it for our one-year anniversary. Okay. Then that's what, that's generally the plan. Right now there is a poll up there for people who are even a dollar and up, right? It is yes. just as long as you are a patron, essentially. Yes. To be able to vote for... We want to do some big specials where it's like we actually cover big, We're, like Ted Bundy. We don't want to do in the actual quickie format. We want I'm going to do be... it in a quickie format, but I'm going to go a little bit further into it. Give it a little bit, but so not gonna be like multi-parters. Yeah, though. it's going to be multi-parters. It'll be like our Red Ripper one, except probably more. More, but I won't go into as many de- I, I, like I do. Try not to go into details about the murders themselves. Right. Cause as much as we are, as much as we swear, we try not to be too explicit. Yeah, no, swearing is one thing. Actually, describing what some of these people do to murder uh, to their victims, yeah. There's a reason why we have a lot of beige ones some days. Yeah, I, I've realized that when I because when I I'll research first and then take a couple of days to see if I can get it into a quickie format. Then I start sitting there writing it. In my head, I'll write it out beforehand. And then I'll go through and then have the information in front of me, whether it's Wikipedia or or Murderpedia, where I have the information in front of me, and then I just start writing it so that I have the right dates and the right names. Right. Um, No, if you write down the right names, that's a little different. different. Hey, 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 you know what? The Red Ripper, should ju- I should have just stuck with the Red Ripper for uh, the entire thing instead of trying to remember Chicoletto. Chicoletto! Every time, all I think about is Paw Patrol, but that's what happens when you've got kids. Especially when the four-year-old's on a fa- Paw Patrol kick. Did you know that Paw Patrol has another mo- a new movie coming out September 29th? I do. I do, too, because he wants that movie. Well, guess what? I actually really liked the Paw Patrol, the movie. The The animation was great. The plot was actually really good. It has one of your favorite lines. Green means go! Doesn't green mean go? And it has one of my favorite jokes ever. Wow, how did you pay for this? Merchandising. 
Merchandising, merchandising. Can't keep them on the shelf. Love that joke. But anyways, and now that it's going to be the Mighty Pups. Yes. So they're, the sheer fact that they get to do that on the theatrical budget yeah. is going to look fucking stellar. Yeah. This is not a Paw Patrol thing. Anyways, that reminds me. I started listening to uh, Two Bandits Talk About Bluey. It's two dads talking about... I like it. It's, But anyways, honestly, I was not a real podcast person for a long time. Like, listening-wise, which I feel stupid about. You know, and then I started working at Burn, and then it turned into, I needed something to hear. So I started... However, when you are a, you know, third shift... Uh, only person working at the gas station or a convenience store person listening to how many people actually turn around and went, and then, during their murder spree, they shot the clerk. And it's like, why am I listening to this while alone at 2 a.m. in Crackhead Central? No, we like meth. They like meth. That's true. This is a, we're in central New York. If you know what that means, that means meth. But, anyways, uh, the hell were we talking about? Well, we, we switched back to why we started podcast. Oh. And, you know, for a decade I was doing a... Well, now it's called The Reader's History of Comics, but I've been the comic archivist on YouTube for a decade now. The very first episode of uh, First Issues I did was actually in 2014 or 2013. I can't remember when. For Miss um, Marvel. Ms. Marvel number one came out. It was, that's the only reason I remember it. In my very first episode of that was also Ms. Marvel number one, which I liked, but it was just awkwardly a whitewashed version of the static shock origin story, except, you know, with a Muslim, you know, a Jersey Muslim in as the lead. Pretty much, she snuck out of her house, got gassed, became an inhuman. Whereas in Static, Static he, he was part of a... He was part of a gang. Well, he wasn't part of the gang, but he was going to the gang, the, this gang rumble. Yeah, something like that, if I remember rightly. And then everyone there got gassed with Bang Baby Juice. That's not what it was called, but they were called Bang Babies afterwards. And, but you know I remember, I mean? yeah. But so, anyways, I started that, but I started that on YouTube. You know what I mean? So as much as I was never, I didn't start the podcasting. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it it's so stupid to say out loud. I've been doing YouTube videos and writing reviews and doing all this on the you know where you could have been doing it. I could have easily been doing it as a podcast and not be because. Some things I have, I still have only in script form because I don't know how I want to throw visuals up to it, which is actually why I started bringing back readers' history of comics in an audio-only format. Which right now I have the complete uh, history of Catwoman and Guardians of the Galaxy. Which... Next will probably be. I want to try a couple then and nows, but that's 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 not this. This. I think we did bring it up uh, in the very, you know, when we did the 
why we do it the way we do it. Yeah, but we didn't talk this way. No, I was still manic from uh, the Brutus episode when we were... Yes, yes, you were. And it is true, like... But when it comes to the quickies, I like it because we can easily turn around and be like, for more information, check out this one, that one, you know. Yeah, if I if I find somebody, when it came to Raymond Lasser, I was hoping to find a way to make him less beige. Right, something that's like the Some, wiki. Something, I thought maybe Wikipedia was it was the problem. In it, summary, it was a problem. But yeah. But when you look into it, it was. It, it was yeah, I was hoping that th- because... Like, they bring up that he's a pimp. Hey, that's a cool angle, though. Right, but that's, as far as we get, that they don't really talk, you know, even the podcast didn't really talk about, you know, the pimp angle. Okay, no problem. So, you know, why did he do it? What what, what was the reasoning behind it? Why, Why was he this sick? Right. But... That's where I was trying, I, I was trying, not just to find a reason, yeah. but something to make him less beige. Bland. And that's really it, is like, and it's why, uh, you know, we have ideas for other bonus episodes. It'll be more targeted towards what we discuss, you know what I mean? Like uh, cold cases or the difference, like I did for the last one, the difference between a serial, serial killer, killer and, and a serial killer. killer. Because there is this thing where it's like, you know, well, why was he so sick? Well, it could just be environment. Right. Like that, to me, again, it's but, a good But difference. the, the, you know, his background is really unknown. Yeah. Um, but comparing Wikipedia to Murderpedia, which I just did with Anthony Arkwright. There you go. Um, That's the first one for... Uh, Notebook 3, which is season 3. She uses air quotes there. You can't see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. So each notebook is each season because that makes the most amount of sense. And that's what, but but that's what I like about us is that... We do give the opportunity to go looking for more. Well, that's exactly it. It's like... It's almost like um, how a friend of mine, Allison... Well, one, she hated the show when we started it because... Well, you listen to those first episodes. You listen to those first four episodes. My first four, my first four scripts, just sucked so much. We might redo those, where I actually could do it, it better. It might be might be our one year thing, where I just rewrite those four episodes. See, I think I don't think that you wrote them badly. I think it was. We were still trying to figure out where we were going. Exactly. We were trying to find the voice of, because, again, I love the tagline for this, and I came up with it, you know, uh, almost informative, criminally silly. Yes. Because, again, and this is all covered in my Meltdown episode. You have two Meltdown episodes? (coughs) Both of them are from Oregon. Are they? Yes. Who was the other one? There's a shoe gremlin. The shoe gremlin, and uh, uh, it's not in this notebook. It's it was part of season one. <coughs> was he the one that made me so bored? Because... No, you were so annoyed with him because he was the one that uh, kidnapped the kid. Oh, you're talking about um, the one from Oregon who uh, kidnapped the mom and two kids from the uh, car wash? No, 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 not that one. 
No, the one that uh, killed the mom and the grandma kidnapped the boy and then proceeded to... Uh, oh, yeah, because yeah, that's... AJ has the trigger, and I realize that I, I try very hard not to write his triggers. One of the big things that I've noticed is that I have a trigger. I won't write pe about people who kill kids, just where they kill kids, pure, where that's their only victims. I can't do it. I just can't. You know, the ABC murders was hard. But thankfully, you know... For the amount of time I've listened and learned about those, yeah. I've got, you know, time on my hands for that. But, yes, mine's emphasized. Well, that, yeah. And, yes, yeah, sometimes we cover where it's like uh, even the last one we just did. Not Lasser. Um, no, it was Lasser. His last victim was a 14-year-old girl, yeah. And the thing is... That doesn't necessarily trigger me. Like, I don't like it, but it's like when it's a seven or the eight-year-old. Right. When it's, and you can look at it as because I have kids, you know, so it's a oh, yeah, no. feeling on that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't like talking about them similar to why you don't. Or at least for me, it's. Acknowledging and glorifying, not necessarily glorifying, but it's still giving that. You're giving a little bit of, a little bit more infamy to. Yeah, a reputation, it's a matter of. I, I realized it when I was writing Arkwright. It only took three notebooks before I realized that, you know, why I didn't, don't like doing it. Right. But it took me three notebooks. Well, that's because. And this is something that I learned writing both, you know, Reader's History and even RSR. When you're in writer mode, it is very easy to disconnect. Yes. and Where it is just words on a screen or words on a page. Similar to, if you notice, sometimes there will be times where in our show, when I'm talking, I just drop into my very bad Walter Cronkite. Robert Stackhouse impression and I just continue talking and talking and talking most of the time the reason I'm doing that is because it's something I don't want to talk about or I'm I'm disassociating essentially a bad, bad example but you know what I mean so it's like it's very easy and it's actually why I don't mind when I because if you notice in the first four, and you know this is still this is just doing. Hey, we've done like thirty episodes now. We have done thirty episodes. One of them is a, two of them are bonus episodes. Yeah. So but, so we've we've done over a twenty four episode season. We've done two notebooks worth. Well, we will continue doing this notebook. Yeah, we're we're about halfway through this notebook because I uh, uh, there's one. Yeah, we're at, like, page 40-something. Yeah. But, anyways, where even when I was trying to be silly, like, I would stay in this voice and do all that, you know? But then I realized, and this is where you can see where we've changed drastically from our first few episodes, where 
I will drop that when I want to just have a, you know... Normal conversation. Where it's, I'm making a joke or something like that because it allows for, um, it allows for a reconnect to being a person. As stupid as that, that's a bad way of saying it, but it allows both the audience to know, now we're not talking about this, now we're kind of just, just chilling. Right. You know, and obviously when I do my sillier voices, it's silly. But it allows, in similar to the uh, discussion, if I remember rightly, I did try doing this voice for the discussions originally. Yeah, yeah it I didn't mean, work out that well for us. Because, especially when it's unscripted, going um like this really doesn't, because a lot of people don't know this. I don't know why I'm saying it here, because any of our listeners don't really know, or they will know, is that I do have a stuttering issue. Me too. But... When I do put on a voice, or when I do have a goal in mind, I'm able to disconnect from it being, you know what I mean? It's almost, it's, it's, anyways. It's kind of like Colin Firth in the King's Speech, where they put the headphones on him, and when he's talking into the recording, he's not stuttering at all. Right, and that's sort of it, is... The second you're, instead of it being free form, free thought, it's why, <laughs> it's why I have a golden rule. I do have several, you know, off the cuff rants on, the comic archivist or even the episodes of um, behind the static we did. We only did a couple, a couple. We were doing a behind the scenes podcast, sort of like this for Retro Static Radio, and I, I noticed that. There's times where I do stutter through, but if I'm focused on it being a performance, yes, then my brain cannot can disconnect enough. I think is the best way. To, it's not disconnected, but I can overcome it if I'm thinking of it more as a performance thing over being me. Yes, but then again, my therapist has said that I do <coughs> a lot. And I need to stop being performative in my everyday life to get through my day. So, take that with whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> but anyway, so I, so that's why, so so that's why I really like. We've grown a lot. We have grown, and I, I, and I, I think everyone at home should definitely say, "Bravo to you!" Because your script writing has changed so much, and I, I think it might be because. Those first couple, I rag on you so hard, and I feel so bad re-listening to them. <laughs> no, Some I've reread them. I've re I've looked, compared to now, and I reread them. You know, went back through just to look, yeah, to see who who we've done before. You know, who right, we've you, done. Yeah, that's why you added the table of contents into the new. Uh... That's why there's a table of contents now, and they're numbered. <laughs> The new the new notebook has it where it goes page one. The newest notebook, instead of just being page one, it starts on page one through six. Oh, that actually is great. That's why I started thinking. I'm st- I gotta make it work for me. But I was rereading those scripts, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we put these on air." <laughs> yeah, I. <laughs> and again, I re-listening to the episode. I am so sorry that I I realized. 
And I think it's, again, this is what a few people brought up in our early episodes. Like, Megan, again, love her as a producer. She had no idea what the fuck we were doing. Neither did we! Well, that's sort of it. It's like, uh, what was it? My favorite, uh... My favorite of our reviews. We sound, sound drunk, drunk and, and unprepared. unprepared. I'm sorry. And I think I brought that up in like four different episodes where I'm like, she's drunk and I am unprepared. And that, that, it, 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 try, trying to explain, you know, I pr- I thought I had it pretty much explained in the beginning with the this is a roughly rift. This is a roughly written script. Well, I, and it, that is one of the things, and I think. I think it's because, and we brought, I bring this up in the, you know, our first bonus with, with the, um, with why we do what we do and the absurdism that is good serial killers. I shouldn't have said that soundbite, but, you know, interesting serial killers. Yes. Okay. It's like Lasser. Yes. He's a serial killer insofar as he's a serial killer, but he's nowhere close to being Brutus. Or even uh, even the rando who only killed like two people, but he had a full fucking mask. He, oh like, yeah, the highway killer. One dude. of the highway killers. Adam Lane. His name is Adam Lane. I had to look it up. All right, I think I make the joke that because we we can tell you everything about this guy. I can never remember his name. Well, yeah. But that's because he was a performative serial. He he had he got himself the leather mask. He's he got himself, he wanted to be. You know, a big name. He wanted to be one of the notorious. He wanted to be. He wanted know, to be. He, he wanted to be a big boy, but he did not have the psychosis to be a big boy. No, no, he it's got longevity caught... that gets you serial and not spree killings. You have to be really good and theatrical. No one would give a fuck about the Zodiac killer if he was still just the lover lane shooter. No, I mean he still would probably be again like the heartbreak kill or. The broken heart killer. Right. You know what I mean? Where, yeah, people who know true crimes will know him. But if you ask the casual on the street, hey, do you know who the heartbreak killer, or the broken hearts, lonely hearts killer? Lone, there's lonely hearts killers, there's broken hearts killers. Um, I just did, uh, I'm looking up one now where she uh, was considered a black widow. But you know what I mean? It's one of those where... But they also call her the Lonely Hearts Killer, too. Right. What the hell was I saying? Uh, we're back to absurdity and well, interesting it serial killer. That, it was, uh, I brought it up in the absurdity and all that. Where I think the big reason that a lot of people had no idea, and even we, didn't know what we were doing at the start, is because this is a new newer format. I mean, it's not... We aren't the first people to do this. But to us, it is new. And, like, you know, there's a lot of chill and talk sort of podcasts. But I... I, I but, did like, Chilluminati may make some jokes. Yep. You know, or but they don't talk about really hard-pressed stuff. Their Dahmer episodes are really good, though. Have you I listened have, to them? I've listened to the Dahmer episodes. I am... But there's always a... Like, even with them, they, they, they chill out and talk. Right. But they do still have a professionalism to them where it's like... And... They'll say, oh, man, that, that was a sick motherfucker. But... Again, we are criminally silly on this. We we try very hard we to are make it. Minute bursts of, hey, did this guy spark your interest? Cool, go check him out for the legitimate people. For at least you know, because I found Crime Junkies when looking for the boys on the tracks. Right. 
And from tr Crime Junkie, I have gotten a lot of things from through their networks. Yeah. Uh, the other one I was able to, the other one that I still listen to. Small Town Dicks? No, they don't haven't done anything on the boys on the tracks. Oh, yeah. But uh, I listened to Small Town Dicks, but for uh, my favorite murder was was the other one because they did they had an episode on it, right? And uh, I still listen to them, but I wanted it where we got, it gave you the information, and any talking we did was about that case, and then we go you know that if you try to keep it under fifteen minutes, yeah. You know, yes, we have 20-minute episodes, but some of them are funny as fuck, and I, I just can't bring myself to, you know, edit out major parts of it. Thuggy, I should have just... You're right, I should have, you know, I should have, I should have. I think what I don't like about the Thuggy episode, it's not even so much that, you know, you have, like, little to no information. You, you have basic, basic information. You know, strangled them with a ligature that yeah, had a medallion. Yeah. That's cool. But I think it's because even the information on that is sparse. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably several people who have had books about it. You know what I mean? It, it seems like one of those people, one of those things that... Somebody had to have looked into this guy at some point. Uh, deeply, yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't able to find anything outside of one book. Right. And that's where it turns into, okay, so now I have to vamp for fucking ten minutes. And I think that's what I don't like about it, is that I feel that our discussions, I love our discussion sections more than kind of the true crime section, if that makes sense. Makes sense. The information section at the beginning. Right. I like it as a jumping on point for our discussion sections. Yes. The problem that I have with the thuggy one is that there's so little meat that we can't that make. I, you can tell how much I'm trying to grab something out of the out of my ass. It's not even out of the ether. It's just like, I, and there's some episodes that are like that, but usually it's. And I do again want to state this for the record: we are not anti-cop. Yes, we are not anti-cops. We are actually very much pro-police. I'm not even going to say I that. won't say pro-police. We be I at least believe that there are good cops out there that actually do their jobs. Now, this could be said for any p profession. There are bad people out there. Do I believe that there are all cops? No. Do I believe that there are bad cops out there? Yes. We've had several of them. Yes. But there's still a point where there are still good cops out there that do their jobs. And a big issue that needs to be addressed is that a lot of bad cops don't get punished for being bad cops. No. And that's where I think a lot of people have the ACAB mentality. Because even a good, and this is something that a lot of people try and gloss over, good cops get hurt by bad cops for trying to be good cops. Yes. So, it, but, you can, it's sort of like U.S. history. You can't look into U.S. history without talking about slavery, without talking about the bad that America has done. Correct. You can't look into 
murders, especially on a long-term level. Like, you can look at one murder case and be like, oh, the cops did everything they could. Like, um, oh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Laudenberg. Laudenberg. We just did him. Yeah, uh, by the way, clearly this was recorded right after the Laudenberg one. But we just covered him. You know, in the 70s, literally his uh, daughter-in-law went to cops. Hey, he just told me that he killed four people. You know, he's a serial killer. He has done this. And at the time... At the time, California... So far, California cops did nothing. I mean, they could have done some background stuff, but... For the most part, they really did nothing. No. You know, they didn't reopen investigation. They didn't follow up to see so much. That we know of. That we know of. I'm stating that now. But, at the same time, it's like... And I bring up this for, like, every time I try and go, look, we are not hating on all cops for not... Because there's another thing that... We don't... We may bring up, like, you know, the Honolulu, not the Honolulu Strangler, but... Eugene Barrett. Eugene Barrett. You know, the, the judicial system fucked up. Yes. There's several of our cases where it is, wow, the judicial system absolutely fucked up. You know, and, or there's the, you know, the governor pardon. That was also Barrett, wasn't it? Yep. You know, that is fucked up. But... We also do try and point out that, on paper, I could totally see why, you know, a governor would go, fuck it, pardon him. I could see why, you know, the cops wouldn't look in the back of Dahmer's in the trash bags. Those, that would be a violation of his rights. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that, that's where we can't have our cake and eat it, too, when it comes to, you know... Hindsight. Hindsight, but in dealing with the mentality towards police. A lot of people will be like, oh my God, why didn't they do that? Most of the time it's because of the red tape that surrounds that statement. You know what I mean? It is a violation of his rights. Now, do they violate rights all the time? Yes. However, that should not be what is expected or wanted. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. It, it, it's the OSHA thing. Yes. On books, this is what OSHA says has to happen on a construction site. Now, here's the actual book of what happens on it. On you know, here's the OSHA way you're supposed to do it. But here's Where how we, we do, do it. it. Yeah. And the reason for that is because yes, you know there is the violate. You know, hey, wear a hard hat at a construction site. I've been building shed. You know. I've been building sheds for a while and rarely wear a hard hat. Dad's cracked his head open on um, just a couple of occasions now on a two by four that was, you know, being built up for a wall because he didn't have a hard hat on. Now, we understand why you need to wear a hard hat. We understand the why of it, but that doesn't mean that it happens. However, you shouldn't go into OSHA or you shouldn't go into a police... You know, expecting or hoping, not not even expecting. Prepare for the worst, hope for the best. You know what I mean? But you shouldn't enter into a you know, discussion about police and be like, well, they should have violated that guy's rights. Because, no. <laughs> because the second you start normalizing violating rights, or you normalize 
drunk driving, you normalize bad behavior, then you have lost any high ground to be like, that's bad behavior. You know what I mean? Right. So, when we call out, you know, it's like, and the cops fucked up again. Like, uh, fucking I'm covered in cow's blood. Richard Chase. Okay. The fact that I remember these guys based See, on those. And th- that's where I'll be like, no, the cops fucked up on that one. Because it wouldn't have violated his rights to be like, sir, you're covered in blood. Come with us. Right. Well, it's cow's blood. Oh, go home. You're fine. No, because they had every probable cause to be like, why the fuck are you covered in blood? Period. Whether it's cow, whether it's human, whether it's the donkey, whether it's fake blood, even if you're running down the street covered in fucking corn syrup and food dye. That is a logical stance for a cop to be like, I pump your brakes, what the fuck? And then you can be like, oh, I'm covered in fake blood because of this. You don't believe me? You know, let me call someone who I was just on the set with. Or, you know what I mean? Right. There's ways to be like, but that's where we can get into, well, you know, what's probable cause and shit like that. Which is something we're not going to I will tell you right now, I, I will die on the hill and I will take the hill with me. That being covered in blood, any blood, any fucking blood, it's probable is cause. probable goddamn cause for a cop to stop you for more than five minutes. Okay? Now, I know that's a controversial statement. Because no one wants to be stopped by a cop for more than five minutes. Especially if you're covered in blood. But guess what? <laughs> Sometimes those are the people who do need to be. But, again, it's... Like, that's why I always put a caveat most of the time in every episode we do where it's like, we are not <coughs> anti-cop, but this was fucking stupid. Right. Like, we are not anti-law, but this was fucking stupid. Yeah. Because, and, you know, it really does boil down to that. We aren't anti-cop. Okay, wrap it up within an hour. We're just going to cut out the entirety of this whole ACAB thing. Are you telling me to do that? I don't fucking know. I'm pissed off now (laughs) that I am. I've made myself angry. All right. What do you say to the nice people? Later, y'all.